This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Sacrifices of many. We had people early in the morning that were setting all this stuff up, people in kids ministry and production people and worship people and all kinds of people. Church is a group project. And uh, we started the first week, we talked about United We Stand. And uh, I don't know if you were here, but I talked about that old game, Red Rover. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Lil Timmy over. And um, talked about how we're going to stand united, united in grace, united in Christ. And last week I was gone, I was in Australia, mate. But um, Nate the Great did a wonderful job preaching. Put your hands together for Nate. He's awesome. We call him around here the Asian persuasion. And uh, I don't even know what it means, but it sounds provocative. Gets the people going, huh? And um, he did a wonderful job preaching about divided we fall. So united we stand, divided we fall. I want to conclude this series that we're in, and I want to preach a message. You can just write down the title in advance. It's called Together We Can. If we're together, united together, together we can do this. Together, we can build God's house. By the way, when it comes to church, church doesn't belong to a man or a preacher or a worship team or a team. Church belongs to God. Remember, Jesus said this. Jesus said, I, it's God talking, I will build my church. So number one, it's his church, and he's the one building it. But you know what I love about God? God is using ordinary people like you and I to build his house. He's using just ordinary people to do extraordinary things. You don't have to be that talented. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have all your stuff together. All you have to do is say, God, I'm willing to be used to build your house. By the way, when it comes to God's house, God's not trying to build a little shack. He's trying to build something magnanimous, something powerful, something glorious, something that will touch the earth. Come on, anybody believe that the church of God, God's house should be radiant. It should be powerful. Oh, come on, this is the second service. I, I, if you're in the 930, you could golf clap. But come on, make some noise if you believe that the house of the Lord should be blessed and radiant and beautiful and powerful. Together... We can do this. We can build God's house. Amen? And I want to look at the life of Nehemiah today. Nehemiah chapter 4. If you're new to church or you don't know the Bible that well, Nehemiah, that's all right, Nehemiah is in the Old Testament. Nehemiah, at this time in his life, he's living in Persia. He is an assistant to the king of Persia. And word comes to him that his motherland, where he's from, Jerusalem, the Jewish people, they've rebuilt Jerusalem, but they have not rebuilt the walls. So the city is back and operating, but the walls have not been rebuilt. They had been destroyed a long time before. And um, because the walls of the city weren't built back up, the weather could affect this. The enemy could come in and attack this city. And so Nehemiah gets word of what's happening in his motherland. And he goes right away to the king. He's got great favor with the king. Remember, there's a reason why you have the relationships that you have. God has given you favor and divine appointments so that the right time you are already in relationship with the right person that can do something about the problem that you're facing. 
So God had already gone before Nehemiah, put him in right relationship for such a time as this. He says to King Artaxerxes, try to say that ten times. He says to King Artaxerxes, he says, uh, King, this is what's going on. The king grants him permission to go back and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So he goes back into his city and he does two things. Number one, he organizes the restructure and he inspires the people to do it. This is a leader right here. It's one thing to organize something. It's a whole nother level to inspire. So Nehemiah brings everybody together. He's like, guys, come on. We're God's chosen people. We're the Israelites. We're the Jews. God's for us. Who can be against us? We're going to rebuild these walls. The devil is a liar. He gets all excited and fired up. Let's read together, together here in Nehemiah chapter 4 and watch what the Bible says. It says, Now it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites, very obscure names, heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were being, uh, beginning to be closed, that they became very angry and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. It says down in verse 14, And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome. And fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to, plot to nothing, that all of us returned the wall, everyone to his work. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears, the shields, the bows, and they wore armor. And the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand, they worked at construction, and with the other, they held a weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. Again, I want a title today, Together We Can. Now I'm believing that you'll get a sense of faith. You'll get a sense of belonging at this church. Remember, people go to church where they are known and they are needed. I want to tell you, at Zoe, we know who you are. That's why we want you in a connect group, and we need you here. You're not just another face in the crowd. You're not just another name that comes. You're not just another prayer card that we're reading. No, at our church, you are known here, and you are needed here. Together, we can do this. Amen? I'm getting a few people clapping because they understand how important it is that we're known and needed. Let's pray and let's believe that God will come and speak to us. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your church. We thank you on moments like this we can gather and be strengthened, be encouraged. We ask that you would open up our eyes so we can see your son, open up our ears so we can hear the Holy Spirit. We thank you for all the good things that are happening in our lives. And God, we thank you that the Dodgers will win this series and move on and that the Los Angeles Rams will beat no, God, I don't know what you're going to do today. Lord, I love the Seahawks and the Rams, so God, do what you can. Lord, do what you can. In Jesus' name, and everybody said together, come on, let's applaud and thank the Lord. The Dodgers are going to advance in El Nombre de Jesus. I don't know if you ever done like a group project. Like remember in school when it was like group, group project time? You get together like in science you know, get together like an art class. You're going to do a group project. I'll never forget when I was in high school, I, I did ASB every year. I was always involved in ASB, loved ASB. I'll never forget my sophomore year in high school. We came time for homecoming, and we went over to this one person's house, and we're going to build the sophomore float. 
We're going to build the the seniors, man, the lame, the juniors, nobody cares about them. The freshmen, don't get me started. Like, it's a sophomore, right? We're in a sophomore float. I'll never forget the ASB president. He's like one of my best friends, and he's kind of like giving out orders. He's like, all right, you guys, I want you to build this part of the float. He's like, you cheerleader girls, you guys are going to build the stuff that we're going to throw out. He's like giving all the, you guys are going to make the posters. He's looking at, he looks at me, I'll never forget, he looks at me, he's like, all right, for you, Chad, we need you to go around and just talk. Like, for real? That's my job for the group? I'm, ta- I'm the talker? He's like, yeah, just walk around, just talk to people. I'm like, you suck. Like, <laughs> but it's just like, it, it, it was my role. It's, this is, on this group project, this is, this is what we need you to do. Oh, I just love church because all of us, with our unique differences, together we make up the body of Christ. Well, the Bible says that the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you, and the ear can't say to the eye, I don't need you. No, together with our differences, we actually need you to be the contrast. That together we can do this if we bring all of our gifts and our talents and our uniqueness and our backgrounds. No, I'm telling you, the beauty of church is the fact that we're not all the same, that we don't all look the same, act the same, from the same place. Come on, together we can build something great for the glory of God. Come on, Zoe Church, if you got faith today that church is a group project and together we can do this. Just get excited, man. Nehemiah. You can just see him. He's, he's crying, telling everybody we're going to b- rebuild the walls and we're going to go back to the glory days. Remember, not all of life is building. Sometimes in life you got to rebuild. You know, we, we want to start companies and start businesses and start marriages and start all this. It is not all of life is starting. Sometimes in the middle you got to stop and rebuild. That's why we serve the God that redeems and restores and lets us repent because sometimes we got to realign our life and get back right with God. Just love this. It's like, come on, guys, we're going to rebuild what's been broken. I love this. They start and they're like, let's go. We can take the hill, man. Let's do it. And as soon as they step out to do something great for God, all of us have faced this. As soon as they make the decision, I'm going to do this for God, what happens? As soon as they step out, opposition comes. You just got to know, for your life, the enemy's not going to be like, this is so awesome. You're rebuilding your life and getting sober? Awesome. No, if you're going to step out and do something great for God, the enemy's going to be on the prowl. What's the first thing that the Bible teaches us here? It says when they heard Samballot, Tobiah, and the crew, when they found out what was happening, it says we know how we'll thwart this. We know how to stop this. It always happens this way. If we, if we can bring confusion in the camp, what's this? Division. If we can bring division, then we can stop the work of God. Come on, the devil. We've been talking about this. The devil's not afraid of a big church. The devil's afraid of a united church. Because he knows that all he has to do to stop the work of God in our life is to bring confusion in relationships, bring division in this house. Oh, he can do that, then he can stop all the work. Well, I like what, what Nehemiah says. Nehemiah's like, no, 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 stop it, stop it. He said, guys, remember the Lord. Remember what God has done. Remember that God fights the battles. Oh, I was reading the other day that great scripture that it's not by power and it's not by might, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. In other words, Nehemiah calls to remembrance. He says to the church, he says, guys, don't forget to remember if God is for us, who can be against us? 
Remember, God has fought so many battles and brought us into victory before. If he did it before, surely he can do it again. He says, remember the Lord. So they go to build these walls, and the Bible says they got one hand to their work and the other hand to their sword. They're building and ready to fight at the same time. This is a picture of your life. We are building what God has put in our heart, and we are ready to fight off the enemy. Some of you got to understand that life's not all just focusing on what we're building. Sometimes we got to have our head on a swivel and let the devil know, if you try and attack my home, you try and attack my children, you try and attack my church, you can get a sword to the throw. Come on, am I preaching to anybody that's willing to fight for your future and fight for your family and fight for this church? Come on, somebody give God some praise today. If you're willing to build something and you're willing to fight for some, something, somebody say amen. amen. So they start building and fighting same time. I like what he says here. He says, guys, each of you to your own station, build and the trumpet sound, the whistleblower will be right next to me. If you hear the trumpet, you need to leave your station and come fight where you hear the sound because we're going to need you in that spot. In other words, I'm all for trying to build your career and build your family. But there's going to be some times where we need you to sacrifice what you're working on to come together for the greater good and help us in our time of need. Come on, church. Together we can do this. I just believe that if we're going to build anything great for God. We're going to build anything that touches the earth, anything that helps people truly. And we're going to need to do three things. Write these three things down today. Write down number one, we're going to need to walk together. I just love this thought, walking together. Because, listen, the reality is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. If you're not willing to walk with us, something about just my family, my dad, he loves to eat a meal and then go on a family walk. Something about just going on a walk together and laughing and talking. and In other words, walking together is symbolic of being on the journey together. Walking together is just, it's symbolic of just saying like, whatever you're walking through, we're going to be faithful to you. You might be walking through the worst season of your life, we're going to walk through that season. You might be going through the biggest moments of success, we're going to walk with, through that success with you. We're not intimidated with highs and lows. We're not intimidated with seasons. We're just committed to we're going to walk together. At least you're not walking alone. You are not meant to walk on this earth by yourself. In the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, when God did, the, the first act was create Adam. When he created Adam, the second thing he did was he created woman because man was not meant to be alone. You weren't meant to live life on your own. We're meant to do life together. So we got to make a decision that we're going to, you know what, at this church, we're going to walk together. When we do the prayer cards in the middle of the service, it's just us saying, we're walking with you. We're committed to you. Come on, let's read here in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. I love these thoughts. Watch what Solomon, the writer, teaches us. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. Come on, Julia. But how can one keep warm alone? I'm preaching to myself right now. <laughs> Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. What's the Bible saying? Don't do life alone. You got to make the commitment to people in the church, to people in your life. I'm going to walk with you. 
If you're rejoicing, I'm going to rejoice. If you're weeping, I'm going to weep. I love that verse, Romans chapter 12. We rejoice with those that rejoice, and we weep with those that weep. So listen, if you got a raise and you're doing good, we're going to dance and get excited and go get some big chill frozen yogurt. If you're weeping and you're not doing good, we're going to nussle up, we're going to cry together. If you're bored and life's not that that exciting and you're just watching Netflix, we're going to binge watch Netflix together because we're just walking together. Amen? So number one, you got to walk together. Number two, we got to work together. You know, some of us, we cap our lives and we don't have the fullness of relationship that we could have because you're only willing to work with yourself. What I mean by that is you're only willing to work with people that look like you, talk like you, act like you, think like you. So you only work with you. But when you become a a follower of Jesus, all of a sudden, God, he has you working with people you never would have worked with before, people you never would have interacted with before, people that you don't even care about in your past. All of a sudden, it's like, now, I'll work with anybody. I'll work with any background. I'll work with any ethnicity. I'll work with any people group. I don't care how much money you have or don't have. We're going to work together. Something about having that heart to saying like, hey, listen, we're all trying to build something and protect something together. So I'm, I'm just, I'm excited you're walking with me and, and working with me the same. The Bible teaches us this great thought in Hebrews chapter 13. Watch what it says here in Hebrews, or sorry, Hebrews chapter 10, <coughs> verse 24. It says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Let us consider one another that we could stir up one another to do good works. God has something for you to work on. You were not meant on this planet to just exist. The Bible says we have been made in Christ Jesus to do good works. In other words, God has a plan for you to work, 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 work. That's tongues. Work, 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 work. The interpretation is coming later. (laughs) We're going to walk together and we're going to work together. Like we need you to do your job. We need you to do your part. We're going to walk together. We're going to work together. And then right down the last one, we are actually going to war together. This is, this is when it's like, wait, wait a second, man. man I, just, I came to church. I just wanted to get like an encouraging word and a free cup of coffee. Like, what do you mean war? War together. Like war. What do you mean war? Yeah, this is, this is the sequence of God. This is, this is being a follower of Jesus. And by the way, I'm not going to go to war with anybody that won't walk with me. And I don't want to go to war with anybody that doesn't work with me. But if you'll walk and you'll work, then I'll go to war with somebody that has proved themselves and said, I will actually be committed to not just the war times, but I'll be committed to even the walking times. There's going to be times in your life where you're going to have to step up and you're going to have to go to war for what matters in your life. The Bible calls this fighting the good fight of faith. We wish that we, you know, had everything just given to us and was easy. But the reality is it'll get easy when we get to heaven. We'll have a new heaven and a new earth. We'll get a new glorious body. Thank you, Jesus. Josh, say it louder. Thank you, Jesus. 
But while we're here, we're going to have to fight because the devil has been given a certain measure of authority that he can mess with in your life. So we actually need you doing your part, but when that trumpet sounds, we need you to leave your space so you can come and help us fight. We're going to fight for marriages in this church. We're going to fight for the next generation in this church. We're going to fight for the city of Los Angeles in this church. We're going to fight for lost souls that don't know the gospel in this church. Come on, somebody make some noise if you're willing not just to walk with people and work with people, but you're actually willing to go to war for some people. I love this. Hebrews chapter 3 say, how are we going to go to war? We're just like, ha, 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 ha. How do we war? It's very simple. This is not crazy, rocket science, super spiritual stuff to go to war. The Bible says in Hebrews, watch this verse. The way that we war, but encourage one another daily. As long as it is still called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. The way that you fight this battle is by encouraging the one on your left and your right. Come on, man. You can do it. You're called. You're graced. God's got a plan for your life. We don't war by walking around going, you know, come on, guys. We're going to go to war. I don't even know where that voice is. Like, so stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a war voice. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I just think so many of us get intimidated because it's like war. Like, we're talking North Korea. We're talking Iran. Like, war. We're talking, what kind of war are we talking about? We're talking about the war of just going like, I'm going to fight for my soul. I'm going to fight for my neighbor. I'm going to fight for the people that come to church and go to my connect group with me. I'm going to fight to encourage you and let you know you matter. You belong. Your, your life matters here. So in other words, all of this walking and working and warring, it's all rooted in a relationship with Jesus. It's all rooted in grace. In fact, I just, you need to write down the fourth and the final thing. We've got to walk together, we've got to work together, and we've got to war together. But I just want to encourage you, church, we can do this. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up. And let me echo that one more time. Church, we can do this. We can do this. I really believe that. We can do this. I'm not looking at L.A. going like, oh, man, come on, jeez. There's millions of people, guys. We, how are we going to do it? How are we going to launch a Valley Campus? How are we going to do it? How are we going to help each other? This is just overwhelming. No, it's not. We can do this. Nehemiah walks in, organizes, and inspires everybody. He's like, guys, remember the Lord. God will fight for us, he says. Come on, God, how great and amazing God is. God's going to fight our battles. Come on, if the city's built, come on, church, we can, we can rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. What the enemy intended for evil, God's going to turn it around for the good. Say, well, preacher man, how you know we can do this? How you know we can build church? If it's a group project, how you know we can do this? Because my Bible tells me in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. On my own accord, I only want to walk with myself. 
on my own accord, I might lie down when I need to work. On my own accord, I'm only willing to fight for myself. But when I get Jesus on my side, when I receive the grace of the Lord, all of a sudden, I'm on a journey with people. All of a sudden, I'm doing the work of the Lord. All of a sudden, I'm fighting the good fight of faith. Come on, somebody make some noise today if you're thankful that by the grace of God, come on, we can do it, church. We can stand in grace. We can fight for our neighbor. We can fight for what's right. We can do it. You can stand to your feet this morning, but let me encourage you. We are from the belief that we can do this. Without you, I don't know if we're that good. Without you, I don't think, I don't think we're that strong. But with you, with you on the project, your background, your gift mix, your talent, your experience, your faith, oh man, together we can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I just think God is in heaven and he's looking down at a church. And he's looking at a people and he's going, I wish that you would build for me something that expresses my radiance, that expresses my power and my glory. No two people or a hundred people or two hundred. No, no, no. It's going to take the whole church coming together on a group project to build something that's so magnanimous, something so beautiful, something so radiant, something so powerful that it touches not only L.A., but it will touch America. It will touch the nations. Come on, somebody thank God today. We're not building unto ourselves. We're not building monuments or statues for ourselves. We're building for the glory and the renown of the name above all names and the king above all kings. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you were inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.